Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, SummerSlam 2020 is in the books. Last time we talked to you, the show was about to go on the air. I had been told lots of angles being shot on this show for the for the payback show coming up next weekend. And at the end of the day, the thing that you didn't see coming, the one big angle they actually shot on the show was the return of the big dog, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is back. I presume, I presume he's getting a title shot at The Fiend at payback, but we don't know that. In fact, when the show went off the air seven days before their next pay-per-view, we have absolutely no idea what's on the show coming up this Sunday, except we do know that Bailey and Sasha are going to defend their tag team titles, but we have no idea against who. So, Raw is going to be a big show tonight. I presume that they actually did shoot some angles last night, like Randy Orton losing via backslide. I guess that's probably going to be an angle, and I would suspect that they're probably going to do a rematch at payback but we'll find all of that out tonight on monday night raw or at least a portion of it i'm sure a lot of it will be announced on social media as always but hey it's national television maybe they'll announce some stuff tonight ratings should be okay it is coming off SummerSlam. it is the return of roman reigns who far as i know is going to be a raw guy so there's that and then friday night smackdown i guess we'll get the other matches for the show this coming sunday and we could talk about all of that here on the show today. What did you think of SummerSlam? We're going to take a lot of feedback from you today, as well as everything else that happened this weekend, because there was a lot of stuff this weekend. We had AEW television. A lot of this we talked about on yesterday's show, but you're welcome to talk about it today as well. NXT TakeOver. Keith Lee losing the NXT title, but he's on his way to Monday Night Raw tonight. And at some point today, we'll get an update on Karrion Cross because he was getting an MRI today for his separated shoulder. Lots of stuff to talk about and a lot of show. And we'll get into it after the break. Wrestling Observer Live. Now that we're getting back on the road, the stops we make seem more special than before. Stop to see a friend. Stop at your favorite store. 
Stop at the places you missed most. And to keep you going between those stops, there's Shell. Stopping to fill up with our best fuel ever. Save with the Fuel Rewards Program. And to get snacks and essentials that can save you even more at the pump. That's just a few of the ways Shell helps you make the most of the stop you need to make. See full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Here are the mighty 1090 AM, twitch.tv slash Video, Sports Byline, all sorts of different places you can listen to the show every day. And we have a lot to get into. If you want to text us, text messages for now because we've got so much to talk about. 425-780-7566 is the number. 425-780-7566. So very quickly, here are your results from, from SummerSlam. And we'll get into all of the emails and text messages here about the, about the damn Thunderdome. So Apollo Crews beat MVP in the pre-show match. Like, all of these angles, everything, they just did a match in Apollo 1. That was it. So, I presume 
They're going to do a rematch on Raw and whatever angle they were going to do because there's no way they went to all of this trouble, all of these different angles, matches to make sure nobody was out there, the whole nine yards, to just have a six-minute match with a clean finish and we move on with our lives. Like, there has to be more. I mean, there doesn't have to be. It's WWE, but there should be. So I think there's going to be more tonight. Bailey beat Asuka with the obvious finish of Bailey helped, or I'm sorry, Sasha helped Bailey win. Okay, great. That's that's what it should have been. Then we have the Street Profits beating Andrade and Angel Garza. They had a pretty good match. Not the best match ever, especially Montez Ford. He was sloppy here and there. I thought he might have gotten hurt, but apparently he's all right. But the Street Profits retained the WWE Tag Team titles. Manny Rose beat Sonya Deville. No DQ loser leaves WWE match. They went 10 minutes. They worked really hard. It wasn't a great match, but I thought it was good. I thought they worked... They, they, they wanted so badly to have a good match. Now Sonya Deville will be leaving WWE for however long this ends up being, few weeks, few months. She will obviously be back. She's not quitting. It was just an angle that they did to get out of doing the hair match because apparently her lawyer said, I don't think we should be shaving your head. There's a lot of stuff going on here. So they backed out of that, and now she'll be dealing with that, and then she will return. Seth Rollins beat Dominic in a street fight. It was a very different match from Pat McAfee's debut. Very different. They did a lot of smoke and mirrors. And kendo sticks, chairs, tables, Rey Mysterio, Buddy, Rey's wife. I mean, everybody got involved. But Dominic did a great job. He looked like a wrestler. It was a very good match. And he did the job. Because he just did. And he should have, quite frankly. Asuka beat Sasha Banks. Uh, the match was great. The finish sucked six ways from Sunday. The finish that they told you was that Bailey did not help Sasha, and Sasha ended up losing her title. That's actually not what happened at all. Sasha went for a move, and Oscar reversed it, and she choked her out. And as soon as she did that, as soon as Sasha failed and Oscar won, the announcers told us that. Bailey refused to take a bullet for her partner. So they knew what to do, but they were too incompetent to actually do it. They had to do something else and then tell you that what happened was not what you saw with your own eyes. I hated that with every ounce of my being. Drew McIntyre beat Randy Orton with a backslide in a match where both guys kept going for their finishers. And at the end of the day, neither hit their finish. And Drew pinned him with a backslide. It seemed very much like there is more to come in this story. They will probably set up a rematch for Payback. My guess is that whatever they were originally going to do, they're going to do at Payback. And Randy Orton will probably beat Drew McIntyre and win the title. I mean, it's actually what I thought they were going to do with Keith Lee and, and Karrion Cross, where, you know, Randy Orton is probably in line to win the title, but before he wins the title, they got to have Drew McIntyre beat him clean. And then they'll do a rematch, and Randy will beat him. We'll see what happens. And finally, The Fiend beat Braun Strowman. Falls count anywhere. There was no Alexa Bliss. She seemed baffled that she was not involved, so I think that she probably was originally going to be involved. And then, because they didn't tell anybody about Roman Reigns, at the last second they just told her, guess what, you're not involved. We're doing something different. And The Fiend won after Braun Strowman, the world's biggest dummy, produced a knife in the middle of a street fight where anything goes. And instead of trying to knife the Fiend, he decided he was going to cut the mat up so he could do a move on wood. But then he took so long to cut it 
that The Fiend woke up and hit him with a move on Wood and pinned him. Braun Strowman, the biggest idiot in the history of idiots on this day, lost his title. And then Roman Reigns showed up and he speared both of them. He beat up The Fiend and Braun Strowman because they're both heels. I guess I guess Roman's a babyface. I don't know if he's going to be the leader of Retribution. Everybody's been asking that question. I have no idea. They probably have no idea. And that's where we are leading into Raw tonight. So, Mike, any thoughts on any of this? Yeah, you keep talking about the knife. It wasn't a knife. It was a box cutter. It was a whatever, bro. Star. It was a sharp object. It was an exacto knife there. So it was not. It was. It wasn't not an. You tell me, an exacto knife. knife isn't a knife? Did you hear what you just said? Fuck, <laughs> I, I don't know if you had one. Why you would waste time cutting up the ring instead of like trying to? Because you're dumb. That, that's <laughs> there was a lot of that on this show. It showed off a lot of talent and it showed off how much talent wwe has but it uh, unfortunately uh the storylines and some of the results coming out of this one are a little bit head scratching but they always are with wwe i said it yesterday at least hopefully the matches will be good because some of the finishes are probably going to be awful like they usually are with the biggest one standing out being the oscar finish against sasha banks where again it's really just you know Sasha Banks did something stupid. She went to the well again. Uh, Asuka this time missed it. Bailey did nothing wrong, and and Sasha just got beat. How they decide to go ahead and spin this over the next couple of weeks and how they do some creative editing to the video will be interesting there because I can already see where this is going where, you know, they both had two belts. Very soon uh, the tag titles will probably be off of them, and then it's going to be down to Bailey and Sasha, and finally we'll have the Bailey and Sasha match that nobody has ever wanted at a time where they're probably doing some of their best work together. So that's just the way things usually go. I'm not as down on the Orton uh, Drew McIntyre uh, finale or the finish of that match as some people are. I mean, it was not carry von eric and rick flair at the cotton bowl for the nwa title that type of backslide but it does leave the door open for another match and because nobody hit their finisher uh that's probably what it's going to come down to at payback you know it's probably what we're going to get there and to be honest i hope we don't have randy orton getting the belt so i hope we do have a finish where now drew has beaten him clean if they want to get out of this match with a crappy finish uh, fine, you know, and you can have, you know, split, split Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre off in one direction and Randy Orton off in another one because I don't think Drew should give up the title right now. And as good as Randy Orton has been, he doesn't need the title. All he needs to have is, is legends and people lingering with Edge in the background with a goal to get to with him down the line at some point. So that's kind of how I feel about that. We'll see how the TV, you know, goes tonight and everything. But, again, it's never the talent. It's usually, again, just the stories that are built, which makes me not look forward to tonight. This here says, I was part of the Thunderdome during SummerSlam last night between about 9 and 9.30 p.m. during the Drew McIntyre-Randy Orton match, and there was some guy hosting the session I was in, and he was telling me and the other fans alike, giving us cues on when and how to react. For instance, when Drew McIntyre was making his entrance, he told us to welcome our WWE champion and get ready to give our best in cheering him up, as well as, Randy, I poked our champion. It's time to show your disdain for the Viper. It's pretty annoying. I felt like I was sitting in a sitcom being told to constantly applaud. Not to mention, whenever the anonymous host talked, the sound would get muted and only his voice would be heard. Absolutely not an enjoyable experience, in my opinion. Bunch of stuff on Twitter over the last couple of days. 
Oh, well, you know, everyone complained that the fans were lively enough on SmackDown, and then they get mad when they're directed. And then, of all people to agree with something like this is Baron Corbin. Like, when you have a tweet and Baron Corbin is agreeing with you, I don't even know what to tell you, but listen. You ever heard of, it's not all or nothing? If WWE was not happy with the virtual fans on SmackDown, I got an idea. Tell them, hey, nobody, the fans weren't very lively on SmackDown, so tonight, let's all be really excited. That's all you have to do. You don't have to get in there and tell them what to do and direct them. If you're going to do that, why not just hire fans? Why not just hire actors to be fans? Why use, why use actual fans and then tell them what to do when you could just hire people and they'll just do what you want them to do? I'm going to tell you more about why they're doing this wrong after the break. Observer Live. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Matthew. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom. 
for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. So as noted in the last segment, these fans that are there as part of the Thunderdome being micromanaged the entire show, at least as long as they lasted, because... I was told that people got booted out for, for various things, and not just holding up fire velveteen dream signs, which obviously you're going to get booted for, but there were people that, that got booted because they were eating. There were people that got booted because they were drinking. Not even like hammer. I'm just talking like they were drinking something during, during the Thunderdome. There were people that got booted because they wouldn't follow the micromanaged directions on the Thunderdome. Like I said, if the people aren't lively enough, do a cut-in every 15 minutes and just say hey let's let's boost the enthusiasm here and boom you're out you're out of there let them watch the show again it's not that hard it doesn't have to be all or nothing it doesn't have to be let them do their own thing and if they're not excited enough micromanage it doesn't need to be like that now the the thing about this is like i said if, if they want people to behave a certain way hire them right hire hire actors to pretend they're fans they're too cheap okay so, correct me if I'm wrong, every fan that's part of this Thunderdome experience, they're doing this free, right? Okay, so, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe that you got to be a pretty damn hardcore and loyal WWE fan to send in your information and ask to be a part of this Thunderdome event. Like, you know, you're, you're a casual fan that watches Raw every now and then. They're, they're probably not sending in their information to be part of the Thunderdome crowd. These are really hardcore fans, okay? They're paying you 10 bucks a month to watch the WWE Network, and then they're offering for free to be a part of the, the audience, okay? They're very loyal. So you're going to treat them like this? <laughs> These are the last people that you need to treat like this. If you buy your if you go to a live event and they tell you not to hold up your sign, I mean they'll tell you not to hold up the sign, maybe they'll take your sign away. But they're not going to sit there and they're going to sit next to you and tell you what to do and and kick you out cuz you're eating popcorn on and I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. And, and to be honest is with it? you, to be honest with you, I didn't even notice that much of a difference between SummerSlam and SmackDown. To, to warrant having to, to treat these people that badly and micromanage them throughout the entire show. I had one complaint after another about about the way that this experience was for people that were part of this Thunderdome deal. Hey, whatever. I like the Thunderdome. I certainly just don't want to... It's like, it's, like it's like they got 2,000 announcers and they're yelling at every single one of them over their headsets for the entire thing. But, Brian, if you're that big of a WWE fan, you know how they're looking at this, which is they, they make movies. They're putting on a TV show. So you're just all, you know, extras in this game. So to be directed, I'm not surprised whatsoever by that. I'm, I'm not. You know, I think the sadder part of it is this is what their fans do. They are very loyal. They spend a lot of money to go to Raw. They spend a lot of money to go to SmackDown when it comes to their town. And then they pop for entrances. They pop for music. They pop for the big move at the end. 
And for the rest of the time, they're usually sitting on their hands doing nothing. So the fact that they are actually being given uh, help and given support in, in production and direction by WWE, it does not surprise me whatsoever. It's the bigger problem is people aren't jacked up to what they're seeing on TV in the first place. And if they're going to sit there like they do at the arenas, which is usually just sitting on their hands looking dead ahead, then yeah, then you don't actually need to have any of them on camera and you're better off actually hiring extras or bringing in people that you can use as the faces that will be most upfront. Nobody, I don't know any of those people that are on those boards. I have no clue and nobody else the hell does either unless you see yourself. So in that case, actually have some people that, you know, some extras, some some people that you are paying, some people that are on developmental that you can use as ringers in those positions. That's what I would do. But, I mean, I'm not surprised by this whatsoever. I'm not surprised with WWE treating it like a TV show. As I watched SummerSlam, I don't know, tag match put me to sleep. I liked Oscar and Sasha. It's clear the booking was off. AEW exists, so by comparison, WWE, even with their overproduction, still feels so blah. It's better, but it's clear the internal problems in WWE are going to eventually kill any hype behind Thunderdome. They lost so much good faith. I don't know if I can ever watch WWE again. Well, you will watch WWE again, because I've, I've heard plenty of people say they'll never watch it again, and sometimes they do leave, but, I mean, you're leaving WWE because of Thunderdome? There's a lot of reasons to leave WWE, and I think the Thunderdome is low on the list. Yeah, but you know how the uh, the final straw is. It's always very tedious, and you never know what's going to be the thing that ultimately breaks it. So if that's what actually breaks somebody, then I'm not surprised by it whatsoever. It's, uh, there, there, was, there was more uh, baggage in the background that led them to this point. This person says, if I didn't do what the guy said, would I be kicked out of the Thunderdome? Yes. Yes. I was told that if you do not follow their directions you will be kicked out of the thunderdome i mean Why they must have tons and tons and tons of people wanting to be part of thunderdome because they got to go from now till the end of october and they're kicking people out right and left for doing stuff like drinking on air hopefully nobody sneezes the whole thing will get shut down retribution style this person says i know bray white gets a lot of flack for having bad matches but when was the last time braun Strowman had a good singles match well, this is not a what about here. I mean, yes, Braun Strowman rarely has good matches. But, like, The Fiend is having bad matches with guys like Seth Rollins. So that's a different level of, of figuring out how to have a bad match. And granted, it's not his fault that Hell in a Cell was just a lot of stupidity with an ungodly stupid finish. But still, I liked I liked about the first four minutes of Braun Strowman versus The Fiend. There was no red light. It was not cinematography. It was just they went in there and they started pummeling each other. Beating the crap out of each other. I was like, there we go. That's what I've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, you know, they decided, well, it's a WWE main event. we got to give these guys. I forget how much time they had. I can actually tell you right now. We We make movies. we got to give these guys 12 minutes. Bro, you did not have to give these guys 12 minutes. If they can go six minutes and that's it, then they should have gone six minutes. Not double that. And after the first three, four minutes, it started to fall and fall and fall and fall. And my God, by the end, I was begging for the thing to be over. And Strowman pulls out his his exacto knife, Mike, which you tell me isn't a knife, but it is a knife. It's a box cutter. I got a box cutter he, right he, here. He cuts the, cuts the canvas. What a, what a dummy. I seriously can't believe that. this one. All right, we, we got some more news here. Mm-hmm. So... 
As noted, Kieran Cross getting his MRI today. He'll find out how bad his shoulder is. He did talk to ESPN, and he said, Due to how I feel and what I've heard, I don't know. I'm very intuitive with my body. Range of emotion that I have right now. Well, it's not what I would like it to be. For me uh, personally, it would indicate that I'm going to be able to get through this without any sort of extreme measures, so to speak, in my opinion, today. So he doesn't feel like he's going to need surgery or be out for a long period of time. But it will depend on his MRI, and we'll see how that goes. So he beat Keith Lee. Keith Lee is debuting on Raw tonight. If you recall, over Survivor Series that weekend, they brought up Keith Lee, and of all of the guys including Matt Riddle, who even back then, he was just like a, a, he wasn't even there. And he got eliminated in the Royal Rumble, I believe, by Baron Corbin. And it was just all, he's just a guy. They pushed Keith Lee really hard. And then he went back to developmental, and he won the title. And I know I've said this a thousand times. I know I've been wrong 999 times out of a thousand. But I really think this time, that they're, that they're going to do something with Keith Lee. Because more so than most anyone else who gets called up, what has he got? Well, he's got size. And actually, one of the other guys, that I can't say they didn't screw him up, but, I mean, Baron Corbin is pushed way harder than he should be pushed. And he came from developmental, and you know what he had? Size. And the ability to to talk to a degree. He's not a great promo, but I mean, the guy can talk on a microphone. So I don't think they're going to screw up Keith Lee. I honest to God don't. I mean, all things being equal, he has the one thing that Vince always goes for when things are bad, and that is he's really big. So I'm praying that they push him to the moon, to the moon, right out of the gate. But we'll see tonight. I, I got high hopes for this one. Why? Because he's big, Mike. So Wade Barrett, and he's already big. been on the main roster, and they pushed him to the moon the last time. Lots of guys are big, and they can have great intentions with lots of guys, and go ahead and screw them up. It's just that those guys get more chances, so we'll probably see Keith Lee get a lot of chances. I want to think positive about this too, because they need stars. It's like Roman Reigns coming back. I don't know where he fits. It's, it seems to be on SmackDown. Keith Lee over on Raw for right now, at least until the draft. Good, you know. Drew McIntyre needs bodies, uh, you know, at some point. And I know Drew, Keith is probably going to come up as a good guy, but you know, at least a threat to the world title is nice to have. Uh, even if they're not going to get title matches, having MVP and his crew right there for Keith Lee to play off of some good. You know, Keith Lee doesn't have to, co you know, carry any promos if he's battling with MVP. And to think against him against uh, Lashley is a, is an awesome matchup on paper, how you could play that one out. So, you know, I'm bullish because it's Keith Lee, but, you know, you, you can't actually be happy about anything when it comes to WWE and their storylines until they actually prove it. And do break and we come back. Yes, I'm going to open up those phone lines. So if you want to give us a call here today, what's your thoughts on anything that happened over the weekend? Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. You don't gotta go to work, 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 work,
Now that we're getting back on the road, the stops we make seem more special than before. Stop to see a friend. Stop at your favorite store. Stop at the places you missed most. And to keep you going between those stops, there's Shell. Stopping to fill up with our best fuel ever. Save with the Fuel Rewards Program. And to get snacks and essentials that can save you even more at the pump. That's just a few of the ways Shell helps you make the most of the stop you need to make. See full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at BrightSideTaxRelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. BrightSideTaxRelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit BrightSideTaxRelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Tired of the same old hat? CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code radio and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the Superstars team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. Check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. Listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. On his show, Pat McAfee completely straight faced and believably broke down his kayfabe mistakes in the match without an ounce or a wink of going too hard. He spoke like a fighter who would watch the tape back and saw what he did wrong. The guy so clearly has a level of love, respect, and understanding for wrestling that even a vast majority of people who get into the business as their only profession don't have. I can't ever picture him doing a podcast with Cole where they speak openly about everything that we shouldn't know about. What? We shouldn't know about at this point, 2020? Yeah. 
Come on. Hey, listen. You think I'm ever have Marco stunt on this show? Get out of here. I hope not. Kidding me. Smack that whole family, including his mom. You okay. and Mike should start giving instructions to the Twitch homies to keep them in line. No, that would be ridiculous. They're here as guests enjoying the show. Now, what I will do is I'll give some instructions to the callers. Like, if we got Jaime here on the air, he better not mess up. Well, let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, what's up, Brian? What's up, Mike? Shout out to the Twitch chat. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, maybe an unpopular opinion, but I'm honestly for Roman Reigns coming back and potentially being thrown in the title picture again. I think The Fiend as champion has no interest. Um, the Fiend is just honestly dead at this point. The matches have been terrible. And, you know, maybe with Roman, it's a case of absence making the heart grow fonder. Thanks. Oh, my God. Well, Can you imagine the cinematic presentation where the fiend gets into Roman's mind and drags him back into chemo? Can you imagine where they could go with that? Drags him into chemo? What? Hey. Well, look, they. this is how they've done most of these Bray Wyatt matches, have they not? We had to go into the deep recesses of John Cena's mind. We had to go into Braun Strowman's mind and then try to figure out something that took place with Alexa Bliss. What could they possibly dredge up when it comes to the big dog Roman Reigns and all of his trials and tribulations being upset about being uh, out of WrestleMania and having Braun take his spot? How are they going to portray and play all of these things into the mix? I, I can only wait and, 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 and just can't wait and see. I just I don't care. Well, let's talk I, about a, a more stand any of important this the aspect of, any of this. this. Here's a more important aspect. Roman Reigns is a two-time leukemia survivor, and Roman Reigns left – right before WrestleMania, because we were in the middle of a global pandemic. And he later did an interview, and he said that he left because of his family and this and that. But, you know, he was gone for a long, long time. And Roman Reigns returned at SummerSlam. And I was told there was somebody else who probably is going to be returning soon that left because of the pandemic. And all I could think was, do these people know something that I don't know? What has changed where all of a sudden Roman Reigns is all ready to come back and be flying all over the place and doing these shows. I mean, maybe the only thing that I can figure is that maybe he thinks, well, there's, you know, the Performance Center students aren't going to be there. It's, it's only a closed set with the wrestlers who are getting tested. And it, like all the other fans are not even in the building. They're virtual fans on a TV screen. I mean, maybe that's what he thought. But I don't know. He's back. All I know is he's back. And, and that should be good. I mean, it, it at least adds some sort of, you know, the opposite to banging, you know, somebody, a big guy smashing into Braun Strowman, a big guy smashing into Bray Wyatt on paper. That would be okay. It's just how they take these Bray Wyatt stories. I'm not interested. I'm not looking forward to it, I guess I should say. And, it looks like it may be a triangle between the three of them, at least short term. And I'm not looking forward to that either. You know, if this was just straight up Roman Reigns going out there and facing off against these guys, great. You know, with WWE spin that they put on it, I'm not looking forward to where this could go, especially if Vince has got any deep-seated, you know, hidden ways that he wants to get back at Roman Reigns or anything like that or anybody, frankly. I just, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to where this could go. Let's go to the phones. You are on the air. What is going on? Hey, guys. Hey, Brian and Mike. Shout out to the Twitch homies. I uh, wanted to discuss the uh, Brody Lee Dark Order thing on the AEW. Uh, I love this angle. I thought it was awesome. 
and just wanted to get your thoughts on it and where the future of the angle might go. And if you think maybe Matt Cardona might come in there and challenge Brody Lee for the belt next, or if you think it makes more sense for Cody to get his rematch at All Out. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Well, I want to thank you very much for the call. Listen, if it's my company, there's no way Cody's getting a rematch at All Out. They they killed that guy. They killed him, and they put him in a neck brace, and they loaded him on a stretcher, and they gave him oxygen, and they don't do this often. So when he was stretchered out, you know, they announced that there was going to be an update on Cody on this coming week's Dynamite. But, like, we're, we're a week and a half away or whatever from that pay-per-view. There's no way that guy should get a rematch on the pay-per-view. So where they're going, I don't know. I thought the angle was awesome. I mean, I, I, I just literally came off watching the best of the Dark Order on Being the Elite, which is all about how they're all a bunch of complete incompetence with the exception of Brody Lee, who's just surrounded by idiots. And then they go in there, and, I mean, you know what's funny about it? Is just having Brody Lee as the spokesperson. I mean, before Brody Lee, they did that angle in December where the Dark Order destroyed all of the elite. And we had to talk Dave off the cliff. Like, it was, this is the turning point for the company. And granted, it wasn't good. But it wasn't like, I mean, that seemed like a, I don't think it was that bad. I, I don't think the company was hanging on by a thread, and thankfully they turned around like the first week of January. I think it was just a bad angle that could have been remedied. But anyway, this show ends with the Dark Order absolutely destroying Cody and Arn Anderson and, you know, Dustin and QT. And granted, they didn't destroy the Bucks and everything like that, but now all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is the greatest thing people have ever seen. We love the Dark Order now. So, I didn't think it was that great, like it's going to turn around AEW. Not that AEW, I, I don't know what you would say, like bring him to a new level. I thought it was a very good angle. I liked it. I loved what they did to beat Cody after all those weeks of him going out there every week. And we'll see where they go from here. But I hope it's not a rematch immediately with Cody. I think the only reason you do a rematch right away with Cody is to kill him quicker. You know, he's not going to have, in theory, he wouldn't have Arnett ringside because he's been beaten up, so he's going to go out there and like a fighter taking a rematch, you know, that, that he probably shouldn't take on short notice, you know, he goes out there and gets crushed again because that's the only way I would go ahead and do that because I'm sure you want to build him back up. He wants revenge. He's going to want revenge for Arn. He's going to want his championship back. So I think you could kill him quick again and then go on and tell that story, but I don't think you necessarily need to do that either. I'd like to see Brody Lee face off against somebody else with just the commentary being, Hey, what's Cody going to do next? You know, how is he going to get his revenge? Is this a new a new Dark Order? And I think when it comes to the Dark Order the last time around, I think the it was the Brandy stuff was going on at the time. I think it was a more than anything it was a symbol of things not going in the right direction for the company whereas now it is a symbol of when you make some changes, when you do some tweaks, when you listen to your fan base and don't necessarily play to exactly what they want because if that was the case, Dark Order would have been dead, buried, and gone. But they go ahead and they listen and they tweak some things and they do some some good booking. That's what we're at. we're ending up with with the Dark Order right now, and, and kind of where they're at with their with where they are on TV. I can't speak for the BTE stuff, but you know, as far as where they're at on TV, I think they played that very well. So, 
you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they have there. I do want to mention this because I know you're going to be talking to Filthy Tom coming up here. There was a lot of wrestling this weekend, and I know you, you, I know you didn't get a chance to watch any of the Black Label Pro or the Game Changer stuff that took place, but there was a match on the Eric Stevens, the Black Label Pro uh, show that featured Bastard Cassidy smacking around Filthy Tom Lawler. Uh, it was Lee Moriarty and Josh Alexander. That was one of the better matches of the weekend. So if you get a chance to to try to see, you know, go back and see what you missed this weekend with all of the stuff that took place, there were so many shows that seemed to be streaming as well as the big stuff that was taking place with AEW and NXT and WWE. That uh, uh, Moriarty-Alexander match was really, really great. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, this is Gary. Uh just uh, want to say, I actually thought the SummerSlam pay-per-view last night was really good. I mean, I like just about everything from it, except for the Braun match and Fiend. But um, I thought it was all good. The Orton and uh, McIntyre match was great. I thought I'm an old-school fan, so that's why. But on the subject of Orton, I want to just remind, tell you that um, him and Roman Reigns have on Instagram and Twitter, they've been having a nice little social media war with each other. Orton's been poking fun at his teeth. Yes, he's got new teeth. Yeah, yeah. He's having fun with it. They're having fun. They're going back and forth with it. It's absolutely hilarious if you want to check it out on there. They're both having fun. They're just poking fun at each other. Well, hey, I mean, I I do have to say this. I want to thank you very much for the call. I mean, I was under the impression that Roman was going to be on Raw tonight, but, you know, if he's feuding with Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, then he needs to be on SmackDown, right? Why would he be on Raw tonight? Unless, like, he's such a big star that they're going to let him go to both brands. They should. They're taping the whole thing at one location. And this is one thing that both of those shows need. And one thing both of those networks need is Roman Reigns. If they could get John Cena on a mothballs, the networks would do that, too. If they could get anybody out, they'd do it. I, this would be a great time to have Roman Reigns be your one champion and have him go back and forth considering you're taping everything in one day in some cases anyway, or at least in two days. So I would absolutely do that. It would make sense. Well, I don't think they're going to do that. But they probably won't. I mean, they they could <laughs> they could either have him feud with those guys or, I mean, you could do the deal where Drew McIntyre loses the title to Randy Orton and Roman feuds with Randy for a while. And ultimately, whoever gets that belt loses it to Drew at WrestleMania when presumably they have fans back, and they can give Drew his WrestleMania moment in front of an actual 80,000 fans instead of a fake 80,000 fans. So I can see both ways. My gut tells me he's going to feud with Strowman and The Fiend, but then I don't understand why he's going to be on Raw tonight. Although maybe he won't be on Raw tonight. I'd, I'd heard that yesterday, but that could be wrong. I would like to say, by the way, somebody on our board... Oh, they were so mad about Observer Radio last night. Nothing but negativity. I was like, did you actually listen to Wrestling Observer Radio? Dave and I both, I have—I don't think there was one thing on SummerSlam that I didn't think was good. I even said the first five minutes of the Fiend match was good. Looking back at this show here, I don't know what people listen to sometimes. Bailey and, so- Bailey and Oscar, I put that over. Street Profits on Drotty Angel, I put that over. Mandy and Sonya, I, I put that over way harder than Dave did. Seth Rollins and Dominic, I put over. Oscar and Sasha, I put over except for this stupid finish. Which, dude, I don't care how hardcore a fan you are. That finish sucked. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did something and then told you they did something different. I mean, you got to be drinking some heavy-duty Kool-Aid to buy what the announcers are telling you when you have two eyes and you saw something totally different happen. 
I put over Drew and Randy and the Fiend and Braun Strowman even the first couple of minutes of that match I put over. What negativity were you listening to on Observer Radio last night? SummerSlam was the best WWE pay-per-view in a long time, actually. I love the people that think you're supposed to love everything. And it's, you know, you see it every week of NXT in the 80s. Dude, but I did actually love everything and he was still mad. No, but not the finishes and not all the stuff that didn't make any sense. You're supposed to love all that, too. No, don't be dumb. Don't be dumb, people. If something sucks, it's okay to say that it sucks. I realize that, that you love WWE and it's painful to see it in the state that it's in. But you gotta call a spade a spade. And the spade last night was at most of SummerSlam, virtually the entire show, was way better than I expected. It was the best WWE pay-per-view in a long time. But don't sit here and tell me there weren't mistakes. There were very obvious mistakes we saw with our own two eyes. Hold Back in a moment, up, Observer Live. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499-800-516-2499-800-516-2499. Again, that's 800-516-2499. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get 
the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800 493 6118. 800 493 6118. A lot of emails and text messages today on the same topic. Today's BTE was a great show. Dark Order, Brody trying to celebrate with these dingbats. Well, maybe I'll check that part of it out. You should. I do love the you'll Dark be asked Order. about it later on for sure. It kills the gimmick. You don't have to actually like admit it, though. You, you play along. It says, regarding the Dark Order angle, because they attacked Arn, it now makes perfect sense for Arn to turn on Cody and join up with FTR. Arn should not be turning on Cody to join with FTR, because they got Tully now. They don't need two managers. Slowly into that, if that's the direction you want to go. Let uh, let one story play itself out first, and forget about the other one, which is it's going to be hard to do. Anytime FTR, Arn, and Tully in a, in a Rhodes is there, it's going to take people back to 86. But, uh, you know, I think that's something you could you can play on and, and take a while. Hey, listen, do. listen. If anything, Arn was supposed to be Cody's manager, his coach. And Arn had this poor guy out there every single week facing people from all over the world, inside and outside the company. And he wore his body down until finally Cody was massacred in a match, stretchered out, given oxygen, dude's dead. Wait a if anything, no. if anything, Cody should be mad at Arn. What? Maybe Cody's going to turn here, join Wait FTR. A and we've got you our saw new horseman. Arn, Arn had to jump on that dude every week. Cody was letting himself go. I think oh, it was like Rocky on. Three. He was like looking at all the the glory. He Mike, was you know how this is. When someone says one thing in wrestling, they mean another. Ugh. When Arn was trying to stop him from doing that, in Cody's mind, Arn was telling him, "You got to do this if you want to be the best." Listen, we're out of time, everybody. But we're going to be back later today with Filthy Tom Lawler, Filthy Ford Daily, SmackDown, and New Japan. And then later on tonight, Dave Meltzer. Mike and I back tomorrow with more. All sorts of great stuff coming up, so check it out. And that's it. We'll talk to you again next time, Wrestling Observer Live.